Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons, 93.7 The Ticket. Hey, y'all. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Let me say that right off the bat. And also, I want to say for those of you that are like myself, that no longer have your mom, because my mom's in heaven, you know what? Mother's Day is still something very special to me. Uh, my mother was very special to me, and she still is to this very day. She, uh, she had this thing that they call unconditional love. I don't know if y'all know anything about that, but uh, my mom had unconditional love for me, and I'd done enough for her not to, but she never once gave it up. So every Mother's Day, no matter where I'm at, she's in my heart and she's in my mind. But she's in my heart and mind every day, but especially on Mother's Day. So a big shout-out to all the mothers out there. And also, I want to I wanna challenge you guys. I got a guess, but before we get to my guess, I want to challenge you guys on uh, what is – let me see, how do I say this? Being positive for no reason. That's a very, that's a big challenge for a lot of people because I see it every day and just in my daily travels, man. Uh, judging by facial expressions, I don't see a, a whole lot of happy people, you know. And I'm not saying you got to run around with a grin on your face all the time, but it's your body language. Be positive for no reason. Just a challenge. Again, welcome to the show, and I got one of my little brothers with me tonight, former Husker great, Mr. Tony Velan, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you bringing me on the show. Oh, well, man, first of all, I want to thank you for coming, man, because that means a lot to me. You know, now, I'm going to tell y'all something about my guests before we get to these questions. This dude is real humble. He don't want to give, he, he, <laughs> he's a real humble Modest guy, and I respect that, but I'm gonna have to prompt him <laughs> to tell y'all about who he are. I mean, who he is, and who all the things he's accomplished. If I don't do that, we won't know nothing, y'all. So I'm just letting you know in advance. Listen very closely to some of the accomplishments this young man has uh, has done and is still doing. So we're gonna start off with man. Where'd you grow up, Tony? Oh, man, Furrow Tills home, man. I'm from, you know, North Omaha, born and raised, uh, the Benson neighborhood. My mother still lives in the same home that we grew up in. Okay. Um, you know, I go back there, you know, often just to, you know, support community, support Benson, um, but just support, you know, just Omaha. And so the high school you went to? Was Omaha Benson, uh, man, Benson Bunny. You're a bunny? Yeah, that's right, I'm a bunny. <laughs> that's right. I ain't hating, I ain't hating nothing. proudly hopping down the street. I am a bunny, that's right, all day. Hey, man, look. <laughs> Okay, growing up, you went to Benson. Did you play any other sports besides football? Yeah, football, basketball, track. Oh, and so I, you I, was I, a multi. Yeah, I, I, st I stayed busy the whole year round. The whole year round. Man. Well, and I, good. And I loved it, man. I love it because you know, there's something to be said about being an athlete. Ath you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Don't just call me a football player. Don't just call me a basketball player. I am an athlete. You pick up a ball, I can play that game. <laughs> That's how I felt back in the day. All right? <laughs> <laughs> you had. Uh, it's a it's a competitive nature right. that comes with that, that too. Right. That is now, right. Now you uh you came. How did you how did you come about going to Nebraska? You know what? It, it, it's it's interesting. I tell the story all the time. Like I wasn't I wasn't like a big Nebraska fan growing up. Okay. Um, and and 
the reason was was my dad my dad loved the Sooners. Oh, loved, man, we got something in common. He loved Boomer Sooner, man. And I and at that time, I just didn't really pay a lot of attention to college football. I was just more of an NFL guy. You know, I, okay. at that time, was loving the Steelers and the, the Bears and this and that. But I would secretly root for the Huskers whenever <laughs> Oklahoma and the, and the, and the, and the, the Cornhuskers were playing. Like, just because your were dad playing. liked the yeah, Sooners. Yeah, no, my, my dad loved the Sooners. And, and, you know, under my breath, I'd be like, oh, big red. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't say it in front of him. You know what yeah, I mean? So, right. but, uh, but what ended up happening was, um, you know, I was, you know, doing halfway decent in, in, in high school ball. And we'd go up to Nebraska for the summer camp every year. Okay. And so I ended up going up for a camp and actually doing really well. Um, and it was the first time that I had actually been around talent outside of Nebraska. You okay. know, so it kind of okay. gave me a chance to – uh, kind of show my stuff and and see how I kind of compared with other talent that was actually around and and luckily for me that weekend I, I did really well um, I got offered a scholarship you know at, right after that camp and uh, I had a great time while I was down there so um, I didn't actually commit at that particular time but I had such a, a good time that mm-hmm. I really couldn't see myself going any other place gotcha, um, now gotcha. I didn't commit until the February of the, of that year. Okay. But um, you know, I had entertained letters from other people and and this and that. But but I tell you, what kind of somewhat kind of sealed the deal is, I remember playing a basketball game, and we're we're in the middle of the game, mind you, and <laughs> you know um, you know we're coming down the coming down the floor, and I remember this vividly, that it it got real quiet for some reason, for some and I don't know why it got real quiet, and then I noticed when they called a the timeout, I noticed that Coach Osborne had just came in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would yeah. definitely make things Co- quite Co- better. Coach Osborne had just came in the building, so he was up in the stands and he was watching me play, so then obviously I got to, you know, get real with it. But but then it was that night, um, and we came and talked to my mom and just, you know, kind of his presence. You know, he was just, you know, he was no nonsense, you know, very genuine. It just, I mean, you know Coach Osborne. He yeah. just has this aura, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. He just, he just has his presence, and you just feel like, okay, I can believe anything he says, and and then when you take that along with the fact that they're winning all the time, they're in conference championships all the time, I was like, this just made sense to me. You know, and it's really funny you say that because that's true about Coach Osborne. Yeah. That that man yeah. walks into the room, and without saying a word, right. he gets instant respect. Right. And I hate to say it like this, but if you were born in two thousand or later, you don't yeah, no you clue. don't realize. <laughs> That at once upon a time, Nebraska was a very well-respected. It was it. Yeah, I we mean, were it. Yeah, we were we, we were, were always yeah. in the top ten. Right. I tell that to kids that are in high school now right. who weren't born at that right. time, and they're like, right. yeah, right. Matter of fact, I told a story, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I told a story where I was traveling, and I had a N on my shirt, and this little kid, he was probably 10, maybe, and he's like, he looked at at the end, and he looked back at his mom. He goes, hey, mom, I didn't know Netflix had a clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it, you know, for the young people out there, I get yeah, it. But hilarious. there was once upon a time when Nebraska was actually really, really good program, and I think we're getting back to that. Now, Tony, uh, what years were you actually playing for Nebraska? I came in in 91, left in 96. 96. So you, you got a natty. Yeah, I got a couple of them. You got a brother. natty. Got, got a couple of them. Got a little jerk. We got, we got a national champion got in the house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, man, let me ask you this. After after Nebraska, then what happened? Uh, So after Nebraska, I, I was lucky enough to uh go to the NFL. I ended up getting drafted in the sixth round. I uh, got picked up 
with the uh, Broncos. Okay. Uh, played there two years and played another year in uh, Carolina. But it was, you know, even though it was it was short lived, it was it was such an amazing journey because you know number one. I never thought I'd get a chance to play in the pros. Right. You know, that's, that's just bottom. That's that's just right off the rip because, you know, and I don't. I can't speak for anybody else, but honestly, I couldn't even dream that far. I you got know what you. what I mean? I, I loved football. Like, I was – loved NFL. I was that kid that actually drew up players and cut them out and was playing <laughs> them with them on the, on the ground when I was a kid. Like, that's, that's how much I loved it. But as I was growing up and playing high school ball, you know, my main position was quarterback. Oh, okay. You know how many how many black quarterbacks did you see in the NFL at that yeah, time? I, I only you. remember two or three. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was an option quarterback, so I figured, you know, I probably am not going to have a chance to go play NFL, but maybe I can go to college and have a good, you know, career, and and that would probably be the end of it. And then, you know, going through all the injuries that I had in college, end up switching from quarterback to DB. Then I finally get a, a chance to play, and all of a sudden, um, I remember. It was early in my senior year. I got a letter from the uh, Hula Bowl committee, okay. and they had invited me to the Hula Bowl. So when they did that, and I started getting a couple of agents' letters, I was thinking, I, hey, I might there might be something to this. I, I, there might be something to it. I might have a chance. Um, but I, I wasn't, you know, putting a lot of stock in it. My thing was just listen, just do the same thing it took you to get here. You know, put your head down, work hard, be coachable. You know, be a consummate teammate, and hopefully things will work out for you. And you know what? The ball bounced my way. I had a, I had a good hula bowl season. Um, I worked out. My, my workouts went well. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting on draft day and, and you know, not knowing if it's even a possibility to happen. But it happened, man, and it, and it, was, it, it was an awesome day. And if I remember correctly, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but not only did you get a national championship. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got that other jewelry too. <laughs> you you want to tell me about that I, other yeah, jewelry? I, 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 was, I was fortunate enough to be there and I get a Super Bowl championship, man. I, man, I was that's there, what man, I'm talking I'm about right what, there. Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl champ, national champ. Hey, man, look hey, at here. Hey, you know, you know how VJ say three-time champ, but I'm a three-time champ too. All right, all right, all right. I might be one of them just a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah like you're yeah, a three-time so, national yeah, champion right. and a Super Bowl champion. That's you right. know what, man? Yeah. There's not very many people alive that can even say that. That's true. So, I that's mean, true. that's something right there that I know you – I had to pull that out of you <laughs> because I know you weren't going to admit it without me prompting you. But, I, you know, the reason why I wanted you to say it is because – and this is just my personal opinion – a lot of times we don't want to give people their flowers. Yeah, that's true. Until, you know, that, it's that, after that, the that fact. That is true. That you is know, true. but – uh. We play in golf tournaments together, and yeah. I see you all the time. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, that dude don't he don't never mention nothing. He don't, you know, <laughs> if, if you didn't, if a person didn't know you, they would not know all the accomplishments. And you know, and like I said, I admire you for being humble and being uh, modest about it. But hey, man, that's inspiration for a lot of people because that. you're just like any other little kid growing up wanting to be something but not sure if it's even possible. Right, right, and, and, and it's true. And, and I tell you, man, it's like, you know, I, I get around a lot of people who who accomplish a number of things. Some of them are humble. Some of them are, are you know, just kind of out there and arrogant. Whatever. Yeah. I, I always feel like, for me, it's always better if somebody else puts you on a pedestal. Right. You know, don't put yourself up on a pedestal. Let somebody else right. put you on a pedestal. Because if they, if, you, if they do that, then you've done the actions to warrant that. Because right. a, a lot of people will talk up stuff about themselves that ain't never right. really happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but yeah. Trust my me. thing is I, I, I'd rather let somebody else, you know, kind of talk that. And plus, kind of like what you talked about, um, you know, I, I, I never thought I'd get there. man. I never thought that was something that was possible. Right. I just I believed in the system. I had a lot of people around me that supported me. 
Um, and I did the things that were right to put me in a place to be successful. Yeah. Now, I didn't guarantee that was going to happen. I still had to be pretty lucky. And, and, oh, and absolutely. The bounce, ball had to bounce the right way. You know what I'm saying? But um, but it also shows you, like, hey, when, when you do things the right way, sometimes things, things work out. Man, I'm so glad to hear you say that because, see, and this is just an observation that I've noticed in our society today. These kids, I shouldn't call them kids. I'll say young men mm-hmm. or young ladies or whatever, athletes, they, um, sometimes the work ethic isn't there. Right. You know, and that's just what I see now. I don't see it all because I'm not there every day, but, you know, I do follow some of the youth, some of the young athletes in uh, in Lincoln. And, you know, I know, like, for example, I know little Michael Hunter. This little guy, I mean, he be working. Yeah. But, you know, I see a lot of kids that don't work. Right. So, and those are the ones that usually feel like they're entitled. And right. I hate that for them because the real world is not going to show no, love right. to that. You, you, you are so right. And I, you know, I do some work with Warren Academy, and we, we train kids trying to get kids ready to come down here into other colleges. And, and that's one thing that is extremely evident that, you know, don't get me wrong, a kid will work hard for a week. Or they'll work hard for two weeks. Or they'll yeah, work, yeah. work hard for a month. But if they don't see that instant gratification, if they don't see that, you know, I'm getting to the next step right away, they're willing to quit, put up their hands, and try something else. And, right. I, and I just think that the level of commitment is not there. And and it's not just that. Like, it's, it's going on in, in college football, obviously, with the portal and all that stuff. Oh, it goes absolutely. on with the NFL. And, and unfortunately, it's starting to be a way of life. But I, I, I really think it's, it's hurting our chance, our kids' chances to develop and become stronger people because they don't want to fight for anything. They don't want to compete for anything. They just want everything given to them. And that's just that's not life. Yeah, you know, and I, I was thinking the same thing. And I'm very careful when I talk about it because I know that, you know, I don't want to give the impression that during our time things were different. Right. right. But right. what I will say is this. The portal was not an option. Right. You right. know, and, when, and, and I'm going to speak for myself. When I showed up in Nebraska from Texas, hey man, it was like I was so far down the depth chart, man. I don't even. I think they had to write my name in pencil, you know. And I'm on full scholarship. I'm like, wait a minute, man. I mean, I was everything right. in high school, right? But right. you, you know, you worked your way up. Yeah. You know, it it yeah. took a couple of years, and then a redshirt year. Yeah. But then in the end, it paid off. But right. I don't think that's very popular, no, you know, and nowadays, especially if you don't play right away. Yeah. You know, yeah. that portal, I guess, I don't know exactly how it works, but apparently you can get in and out of it pretty. Yeah, any, anytime you want. If, you, if you're not happy, you can go ahead and leave. And and, and, and my thing is, don't, don't get me wrong, because I know it works well for, for some kids. You know, mm-hmm. there are some kids who, who have been on the team, they've been a starters, and if something happens, they probably have the talent to, to go right away to another school and, and, and start. But every kid's not like that. Right. If you have 10 kids going to portal, you've probably got one or two kids that are going to end up in a better situation. The other eight kids are going to be in the same situation they were before. Correct. And so you put yourself even more behind the eight ball because now you have less time to develop, less time to learn the playbook, less time to gain camaraderie with, your, with the next team. Mm-hmm. So it just creates a, a really bad system. And to be honest, I don't think it's going to change. Well, you know, it's, it's almost like – uh, I don't know if this is correct, but I'm just going to give my opinion. But it's almost like free agency in the pro. It is. That's what it, that's what it is. That's what it you looks get like. Free agency. They they they're getting paid money now. Yeah. You know, if I if I play well in this team and I do well in this team, no longer can the coach just sit there and say, okay, I've got this guy for the next three years. I can build a team around him. Yeah. He's got to worry about another 
school coming and saying, hey, we've got more NIL money for you. Correct. So why don't you hit the portal? Yeah, you know we saying? got so you. So it, it makes it really hard on both sides. I, I mean, I kind of hate it like that, but, you know, I understand that, you know, it's, it's a part of change. It's a part of change. You yes. know, and yeah. I guess it is what it is. Right. But I will say this, man. Um, for you to accomplish what you did during the times that you did it, dude, that's that's very, very impressive. And I just want you to know from me to you, because I've said it to other people about you, but I've never said it to you. I mean, even though you're my little brother, I'm honored, man, that you're my little brother because I'm proud of what you accomplished because I actually had an opportunity to see the process. I mean, nothing was handed to you. Right. You know, right. you didn't just come in here as a freshman and, you know, with five stars behind you. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have none of them stars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have none of them stars. All I, all I had was a chip. I had, I had a chip on my shoulder. And I was like, listen, I'm going to come in here. And I, and I, just to be honest, like, I didn't have, like, I, there was no ego when I came here. My, my thing was, I just want to show that I can play. Right. You know what I mean? I knew I was coming in a situation where I got four stars and five stars. Everybody was lining up to say, hey, he's going to be the best. He's going to be the best. I didn't know where I fit in, but what I did know is that I could play. And mm-hmm. I can that I can compete, and even if it wasn't a quarterback, that you're going to get me on that field somewhere. I felt like I was a good enough athlete to be on that field somewhere. So you know, this whole idea of me trying to transfer or go look for another opportunity, no, I was going to prove to myself that mm-hmm. I don't care who else came, that I'm going to get on that field somewhere. And you know, it just worked out. It didn't work out at quarterback, and I wanted it to be quarterback initially. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but when it was all said and done. I just wanted to be on the field. I just wanted to be a Husker. I just wanted to prove to myself that if I worked hard enough, that I was there was going to be a spot on me for me on that field. And well, you was. you definitely took care of your business because they found a spot for you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, they did. and like I say, I know from experience they wasn't giving spots to nah, nobody. Nah, you weren't. earned those spots because yeah. I I remember those those Tuesday and Wednesday practices. They were actually harder than the game on yeah, Saturday, man, because you was yeah. going against guys on your own team that was probably much better than the, the guys you're going to play on Saturday. Yeah. And I, and I tell you, the, the, the <laughs> my first year, because I was red-shirted, obviously, my first year, to be honest, we kind of set the whole thing up because, you know, you, when, you're a, when you're a scout team guy or yeah. you just call it a toilet bowl or whatever case yeah, it may be. Yeah, right, right. You know, you're going up against the, 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 the top unit oh, yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Every day. Yeah. And so I just remember, you know, they're calling plays, and I might not run the plays, and coaches will tell you this, I might not run the plays exactly how they wanted me to because they had a lot of throwing quarterbacks, and I couldn't throw. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to sit back there and go 1-1,000, 2 No, I'm going to get back there. My first read ain't there, I'm out. And I used to I used to make a lot of plays. Yeah. So, But that, that showed me, like, okay, I've got enough, I got enough ability to make plays against right. this type of this type of talent. So it got me prepared for the next game, for that next year, when I knew I was going to have a, a real shot to play. You know what I mean? And so you know, and that, that probably, if I had to guess it, it also opened them coaches' eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because exactly. I, I had a similar situation on, on scout team. They had me playing quarterback. Yeah. Hey, ain't no quarterback. Right, right. But, but, <laughs> right. but when you got black shirts over there, you better learn you something real yeah, quick yeah, if it ain't right, nothing else but right, how to get out of the way, right, you know. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I specialize in making people miss. Right. So you go. that's how I, you know, after a year of red shirt, next year after that, I was ready I to go. start. Yeah, ready to go. All because of a red shirt year. So yeah. I can never, never really 
place any uh, negative value on a red shirt. Yeah, no. You know, because sometimes it's just not your time. Yeah, no, right, right. And it, and it's different now, again, you know, that kids don't necessarily want to wait. They all want to play right away. But for me, and I think for most kids, even though, you know, um, lifting regimens have gone up, you know, people are in high school, they're lifting more. Mm-hmm. Most high school kids coming in, their body's not ready to play at that level. Right. You know what I mean? So you give yourself another chance to build your body your, build your body up. You give yourself another year mm-hmm. to learn the playbook. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because right. once you learn the playbook, then everything then everything is fair game. If right. I know if I know what's coming, I'm not worried about footwork. I don't have overthinking this. I'm thinking about, you know, okay, they they've got this formation, they usually do this, and I give them myself a chance to, to to really make a play. That's when things happen. When you come in and you don't know that stuff, then you're gonna be make those freshmen three, four, five mistakes every single game because you don't know stuff. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? So when you don't know stuff, that'll have you over there on that on bench. The bench. <laughs> <laughs> the With bench. a baseball right, cap right, on. Right. <laughs> Hey, well, look, don't y'all go nowhere. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back with Tony. I got some more questions for him. I'm going to pull some more out of it. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 